welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, as we love to say every week, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up, we're back to the interviews today, and we're pleased to welcome one of Canada's finest songwriters, Lynn Miles, back to Folk Roots Radio to chat about her wonderful new album. It's entitled Tumbleweedy World, and it's a great conversation. We're not going to be able to bring the whole thing to you today. We'll be able to put that out online very shortly, but it's a great conversation. Lots of talk about songwriting, which I just love. We wrap up the rest of the episode with more great new releases, and this time around, well, they are all by Canadian artists. And as always, if you like the music we play on this show and want to support the artists, please buy their music rather than just streaming it. I know they'll love you for it. And it's really hard. It's just, you know, coming out of the pandemic with streaming and everything else, it's really hard for artists to make a living. So anything you can do to support them will definitely be appreciated. And we're starting off this way. This is Toronto-based singer-songwriter Claire Copeland with Love Song, a sprightly finger-style-driven love letter from her sophomore release, New Light. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. It's great to have you with me today. I wrote a love song just for you And planted it in the garden one day that it would bloom, I'd find you nestled in the branches. Ooh. I climbed a mountain just for you and etched your name on the side. I hope the winds would summon.
away There's a town that's broke You can taste the wind You can swallow smoke And the dirt runs deep where the water flows But the pay is steady On the scale house road The man wears a suit Gold watch and chain He's never scraped coal For the shower town train Who bears the weight of the heavy load In the trucks that hammer Down the scale house road We took a penny, they stole a pound And big dreams fell to the ground Where the sun don't shine and the wind blows cold The wheels keep turning on the scale house road on the water to the harbor town and the smell of money it burns with bone we don't talk about that on the scale house road we took a penny they stole a pound and big dreams fell to the ground where the sun don't shine and the wind blows cold the wheels keep turning Scale house road Behind the gates is the big machine All trouble and rust it's never been clean let it all come down, let it all explode Let it fall to ashes on the scale house road We took a penny, they stole a pound And big dreams fell to the ground Where the sun don't shine and the wind blows cold The wheels keep turning We took a penny, they stole a pound fell to the ground Where the sun don't shine and the wind blows cold The wheels keep turning on the scale house road The wheels keep turning on the scale house road Is ready on your mark I'll race you to the breaking bar Well is it anyone up My love Just two steps up And one mile high in tons How do you feel to snow in summer And my love Sings just like a linty 
Then she brings it back to me We raced along the barn on the horse and through the woods But now I can't see my love Is it hard that I hear among the purple birds Are that old rowan tree Can you see And my love Sings just like a lady Sends her song High above the trees Through the glen And far across the water Karen Morand, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with my friend, Jan Hall.
Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. You just listened to Scottish-Canadian two-time Juno nominee Jason Wilson and his new band Asherah, who weave together Scottish folk, global roots and reggae with the lovely My Love Sings Like a Linty. Now, I fell in love with this song the first time I heard it, and a linty, well, that's a Scottish word for the small European bird, the linnet. And we're looking forward to hearing more from Jason and his new band, and hopefully... One of these days, we'll also get to chat with him, so fingers crossed on that. Before that, masterful Nova Scotian singer-songwriter Dave Gunning with Scalehouse Road from his latest album, The Same Storm. A group of new songs that Dave worked on while off the road during the pandemic, with, as typical for Dave's songwriting, a focus on social justice and environmental issues. And in the background, it's singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Steve Dawson, with the Telescope 3 and The Waters Rise from Steve's pedal steel-driven instrumental album Phantom Threshold, the follow-up to Telescope from 2008. Now, The Waters Rise is actually a co-write with Fats Kaplan, who also plays accordion, with support from The Telescope 3, that's Jeremy Holmes on bass, Chris Gestrin on keyboards, and Jay Belarus on drums and percussion. Next up, Ottawa's Lynn Miles joins us to chat about her latest album, Tumbleweedy World. But before we get there, from the new album, this is Night Owl. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. I'm a night owl, that's a fact. I like the world when it's still in black. I'm a night owl, it's in my blood. I won't change for you, I'm a stick in the mud. I like to listen to the nightbird song. It's the loneliest Sing alone I like to listen To nothing at all Just the sound Of the nightbird song I wish you Things we could do 
take the train I like the twilight You need the dawn So by the time you wake up I'll be That's one of Canada's finest songwriters, Lynn Miles, with Night Owl from her upcoming album, Tumbleweedy World, Lynn's 16th recording in a career that has to date yielded more than 900 songs and numerous awards, including a Juno and multiple Canadian Folk Music Awards. And her albums consistently feature prominently in best of the year lists and readers' polls. This is an artist who is consistently at the top of her game. And to learn more about this new project, we're pleased to welcome Lynn Miles back to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. Hi, Jan. It's so great to be with you. So tell us about this new album. This is your 16th album. I have to say, I was kind of stunned when it said 900 songs because I was trying to do the math on that. There must have been a lot of songs that... Uh, are still out there waiting to have something done with them? Yeah, if you think about 16 albums, that's probably about 165 songs, I think. So yeah, all those other little babies are waiting there. Um, some of them, I'm, you know, I wrote them when I was really young and I don't feel like they speak anymore. But um, I do have, I was thinking like, I'd love to put out Tumbleweedy too, because I have enough songs to do it. And I also have this idea of doing a piano record. So I still have, you know, there's still songs that want to come out that are still there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think there have been four <laughs> volumes of Black Flowers, right? Yeah, yeah. So having yeah. A, at least volume two of Tumbleweedy would be would be perfectly fine. So I think so, uh, yeah. T- ten tracks on the album. There's a bit of a relationship theme to this. Some of them not really working out quite the way you planned. Are these ideas that, you know, percolate for a while before you decide to to write a song about it? You know, every song has a different um, birth and uh, growing process. Some songs are really fast. Some songs take 20 years to write. Some songs, um, you know, I won't even know they're in there. And then I'll write something down and I'll look at a book that I wrote 20 years ago. And it's in the book 20 years ago. And I'd completely forgotten about it, but it was sitting around in my subconscious. A lot of times I'll do kind of like, I would say my stuff, well, I call it frock, which is folk rock, you know? 
So I didn't want to do a frock record. I wanted to do something that was really acoustic and quiet and just honored the instrumentation. So it's not really a theme record, but more about the musical theme than the than the emotional theme, I would say. Did any of it reflect on the the times we're currently in? And I, I know, we, you know, we're talking about, re, you know, relationship mm-hmm. songs. I mean, uh, the challenges there, but, uh, you know, Night Owl is really about in, incompatibility. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I just wonder whether, you know, we've all been forced to stay home because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, we're, you know, we're living in this world where climate change is becoming much more of a serious problem. I think it's always been serious, but people are finally waking up to that. But everything seems unsteady. And, you know, this whole tumbleweedy world theme, uh, which comes out of a song we won't be able to play today, Palomino, which is a great song I'll definitely be playing on the radio. There's this sense of there are loads of obstacles we have to deal with. And I just wonder how that wove itself into the writing we have to deal with. I think really on a subconscious level, it absolutely did because uh, it was such a tough time and it was so quiet. I think also like the recording of this was quiet. We sort of did it live off the floor, but as I said, there's no drums and it was, um, yeah, there was just something about there was quiet in the studio, which I really liked, but I was so used to it after being in the pandemic. I don't know if I could take any, anything that was had too much noise in it, but yeah, it's really about, I think the record has a lot of sort of, you're drifting around and you're not sure of things. And, you know, and I think that the, the pandemic for me really put me in that mood. There's also a song called Moody. <laughs> um, it really put me in that mood because I, I really, I felt untethered for sure. I did feel like a piece of tumbleweed blowing across the road. I'd like to pop back into the album and play another song we're actually going to play the first single which is highway 105 tell us about this song when you drive from ottawa to the black sheep which is in wakefield quebec you have to take the 105 and it's a beautiful road it goes by a river and it's twisty turny whining there's rocks and trees and then you land in this the most beautiful club which hasn't been open since the pandemic started unfortunately but I spent so many nights there listening to incredible music. I think it's one of the best clubs in Canada. I hope it reopens. And uh, my friend Jim Bryson, who's done so many shows up there and who's who's sung with me many times, he sings the harmony on it. And it's really about, you know, when you see a when you see a player and you fall in love with the player because it's so fantastic and you romanticize the beautiful musician and the and it's about that and it's about thinking that you know, there was a time when this love was so all-consuming and and sometimes a love like that can be very painful and sometimes you have to leave it so you drive away with your window open in the cold air. It just, to me, it was very much about the road, that beautiful road driving up there and then seeing a beautiful show and coming out, seeing all the stars in the sky and then, and, you know, driving back alone and and just sort of, to me, sort of metaphorical for a lot of relationships that don't work out. Highway 105, under the sparkling sky. Cities and the valleys and the memories rolling by. 
Hi there, this is Moonfruits. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Lynn Miles with Highway 105 from her new album. It's entitled Tumble Weedy World. Lynn Miles is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. And you know, when you talk to someone like Lynn Miles, you realize, wow, you're in the presence of an amazing songwriter. I mentioned at the start, 900 songs and counting. <laughs> and you must just wake up in the morning. You wake up in the morning and maybe have an idea and then scribbled it down oh, for, God. for the future? Yeah, actually, um, I would say the last couple of months, well, my mother was sick. She was old and, and was ill. And so really the last couple of years I've been taking care of her, but the last year, I guess, has been pretty bad. And then she passed away in December. So that's made it difficult to be a writer, I have to say. It's the first time in my life where... I just really don't want to write. I'm just sort of afraid to go there. I, I will go there eventually. Because my thing is, like, I actually don't believe in writer's block. I don't think it exists. And I, when I give writer's workshops, I say, we'll never using that term. It's just like, you can't always be writing. That's just the truth. And I have faith in my um, 
the muscles that I've gained over the years for songwriting. So I know they're there and they'll come back. Yeah, I write every day. I carry a book around with me. And I do this thing where I'll have like five or six pots on the stove, you know, with songs bubbling away. And I'll just keep revisiting the books. I'm going to mix my metaphors here. I'm going to keep revisiting the the songs and seeing how they're doing and putting a little salt in them and then, you know, going back. And some of these songs will take 20 years to write. I'll just keep going back and visiting them. And I think it's like, you know, songwriting is your subconscious talking. So maybe you're not mature enough to write this particular song yet and you have to experience something. But I also like I do lie awake at night and worry about them. I'll I'll wake up and think, well, is that one line? Is that the right line? Or is, you know, should it be that word or should it be that word? And they do keep me up. And I, I think like I have this huge family of kids. And my thing with my songs is part of the reason I was doing the Black Flowers records, which were solo records, was I just want to get the songs out of the house <laughs> because then they'll leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sort of like once they're recorded and out, you can't really do much with them. You can if you want. It's your song and it's your career and everything. But there's just something to me about, okay, putting their coats on, sending them out the door. You know what I mean? And so now I don't have to worry about them so much. And then, you know, when I do that, I'll look back on songs and think, oh, I wish I'd done, you know, I wish I'd taken that word and changed it. And I can do that if I want to re-record them. It's my song. I can do what I want. But but there's just something about getting them out of the house. And that also clears the way for the next, because they sort of come in batches for the next, whatever the next batch is going to be or whatever the next direction is that I want to go in. If the deck is cleared out, then I can, I've got room for them, you know. We're going to go back to the album for another song. This one I love because there's so much going on in it and that's Johnny Without June. I think when you hear the title you get an idea of where it's going but tell us a little bit about this song. This is so cool. So I was in Halifax teaching a songwriting workshop and there are like 20 people there at the Halifax library and there and I when I do these workshops I go around and ask people okay what why are you here what do you want to talk about and so there was a woman named Maxine Wallace and she said well I write all these lyrics but I have no one to write the music for for them. So I said, well, show me your lyrics. And she showed me this song. And I sort of went, oh my God, I'll write the music for you. So she said, really? I said, yeah, let me, let me try it. I'll take it home and I'll see what we got. And I did change a couple lyrics and I wrote the, I wrote a new, a bridge for it. And, um, and she loved it. It's spent, it's it, the right, her writing is so good. So now, you know, she's never had anything like this. So now it's on an album. And they made a little word uh, YouTube lyric video for it. And so that's awesome. And then we wrote another song together, too, which maybe I'll put on Tumbleweedy, too. Wow. You know? Well, it, yeah. def- it definitely sounds like Tumbleweedy, too, needs to become a thing. But it's funny because when I read the lyrics for this, it, it really fits with you, too, though. Uh, I mean, you know, I, we've well, got it's Johnny. Why I, yeah, yeah, it's why I twigged on it, yeah. right? Johnny like Cash I, and June Carter's relationship woven in this. But there's sadness in that. You know, it doesn't quite work out that way. Well, the line that really got me was, and the person in the song is comparing their, how they feel now that the person they love is gone. It's like they, they would feel like Johnny without June. But the line that I love so much that really, you know, nailed it for me was, I'm a sailor lost at sea, learning how deep blue can be. It's so perfect and pure and simple. As soon as I read that, I went, 
I totally get that. And I think I can write a melody for this. the morning on my eyes I tell myself the same old lies Pretend that you're still sleeping there Your silky skin and your raven hair So beautiful it steals my breath As real as if you never left As perfect as a mandolin the hunger when you pull me in I'm the earth without the sun A bullet with no gun I'm a flower with no bloom A lone wolf howling at the moon I'm a sailor lost at sea Learning how deep June. I feel the darkness in my soul I hear the distant thunder roll The world and I will disagree So now the bottle calls to me The whiskey whispers tempting lies Fairy tales and alibis but I know where I would go Lower than the lowest low Cause I'm the earth without the sun A bullet with no gun I'm a flower with no gloom A lone wolf howling at the moon I'm a saint A song without a tune. I'm Johnny without Jim.
That's Lynn Miles with Johnny Without June from her wonderful new album, Tumbleweedy World. Lynn Miles is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're really excited because this album is just about to be released and it's just truly fantastic. If you've been enjoying the conversation with Lynn, you can see this is, this is somebody who just loves to write and loves to play. Obviously, Lynn, during the, the pandemic, you wouldn't have been able to play as much as normal. You know, I'm just wondering if your the way you perform live has maybe changed, you know, where you perform, perhaps less touring than in the past? Absolutely less touring. In fact, so much less touring that I had to declare bankruptcy because I had no income and I had some tax debt and I couldn't pay the tax debt. It's funny because that when I was doing that, the person at the bankruptcy business asked me, you know, are you going to feel any shame about this some people feel shame and I said well no I'm an artist who didn't succeed in the capitalist system so it's actually a success <laughs> it's like we don't fit into this system it doesn't work for us yeah so I have not toured very much I haven't toured at all actually and I did have one tour last summer that I had to cancel because of my mom not being well so yeah I haven't toured at all really I played playing sort of one-offs and I'll be doing a couple CD releases but I have to say, I always appreciated being on stage. And the older I get, the more I appreciate it. But I appreciate it even more now because I haven't been able to do it as much. And so it's almost, it's a gift in a way because every time I go on stage, I'm like so freaking thrilled to be there that I think my shows are better than they used to be. You know, so it's, and it's not like I wasn't giving it before, but I think when you're on tour, you're tired, right? Especially as you get older. And so now if I'm doing a one-off, I've got so much energy. I'm going to do this one show, <laughs> you know, so I'm energized by it. And I haven't been on the road for three weeks, you know, and I'm, I'm just energized by it. And, and I'm, I'm just so grateful just to be there. And I think, you, I think you'll find that from a lot of musicians. I think they'll say the same thing. I've talked to some songwriters and I say, yeah, it's like just to be on stage is so great that I just want to like leave everything on the stage on the show, you know. So there is a gift in there. Yeah, it it breaks my heart to to hear you be so open about the fact that you had to declare bankruptcy because of the devastation that has occurred in the, the music business. Obviously, not yeah. just with COVID, but with just this rapid move to streaming. Oh, God, streaming. Yeah, well, streaming really was the beginning of the end because, you know, people like me, we're not at the top tier. We we play festivals and shows and we were, you know, you hope to sell CDs at your shows, right? And that would really help you, especially festivals where you could sell 100 CDs in a weekend. And that could take you, put that in the bank and take care of your January, which is always really slow. You know, so you sort of do those kinds of things. And we can't do it anymore. And even the royalty, you know, I used to get for SoCan royalties, radio royalties, you know, that used to really help me too. Now it really doesn't amount to anything. And, you know, if you're listening to something on Spotify, as a listener, you should know that artists get 0.003 cents a stream. It takes a million streams to make $7,000. And so if you're not in the, if you're not Adele or somebody like that and you're lower down, it doesn't amount to a lot. And it, it's certainly not going to help you uh, pay the rent. You know, it it feels such an upside down world though when you say that you're not in the top tier because to people like myself we would say, well, 
100%. She's in the top tier. Top tier Thank in you. Canada, <laughs> um, you know, top tier in North America, top tier worldwide. And I know there are other songwriters out there that definitely look up to you. We have one thing left to do, and that's pick the final song we're going to play. I kind of like the last song on the album. I think it's really beautiful, uh, Gold in the Middle. And I want to give you a chance to, to talk about that before we introduce it. So I always, on my records, I like to put a song at the end that's, it's usually the, the sort of smallest produced or it's got a message about humanity or something. It's like this sort of, I don't know, little statement at the end. And this one is, this song, Gold in the Middle, I wrote it. I had a friend named Renata Moore, and uh, she was a person who was not, she was a, a she wrote prose. She wrote a novel and poetry and short stories. And so but she wasn't a songwriter. And I liked taking my stuff to her to listen to because she would be uh, really sort of direct and honest and say, well, I don't get that. Or I don't get, I didn't want to take it to songwriters. So I wanted to take it to a writer and she, and we were really good friends. And she was always really direct and honest with me. And I loved her. And then she got sick. And so I would go to where she was and play songs for her. And she loved that. She loved this song, Gold in the Middle. And she always, she called it her theme song because she was struggling. And so I put that there for her and for, you know, people who are struggling because I know actually most of us are struggling now. It's a harder world than it was even two years ago, right? And so I wanted something there that would sort of be hopeful and have a bit of melancholy in it and some longing and all the things that you experience when you're a human. That's why I wanted that song at the end. It's a beautiful song, a great way to finish. This is Lynn Miles with Gold in the Middle from her wonderful new album, Tumbleweedy World, that I know will be part of my favorite albums of 2023. Well, and we're, yeah. doing, we're recording this interview in January <laughs> and it just seems, it seems so fun to say that, but you know, that's the whole thing about when you pick your favorite albums, you know when they first come in that okay, there's now something I don't, special. Well, now I don't want anybody else to put out any, any <laughs> albums out. <laughs> Lynn Miles with Gold in the Middle from Tumbleweedy World. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. There's beauty and sadness Beauty in the rain In the sound of the midnight train In the falling and the letting go Beauty in the answers that we don't know There's hope in the darkness Hope in the dirt Hope in the middle of the biggest hurt In the corner
sadness for the road that we're walking on. Promise for the future, reverie for the past, and goodbye to the dreams that do not last. It's green in the willow tree, red in the sky. This is Lizzie Hoyt, and you are listening to the fabulous Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall.
That's Toronto-based singer-songwriter Colleen Brown with the gorgeous piano-driven The Practice from her latest album, Winging It. Now, The Practice is a beautiful but mournful song reflecting on the frustrations, the early optimism and the heartbreak tied up in trying to find that special person. And that's it. That's all we can squeeze into this episode. We hope to make our full interview with Lynn Miles available via our website at folkrootsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts very shortly. And there's a lot more than we were able to share with you today. Some great conversations, so definitely stay tuned for that. And as always, thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. And remember, if you want to support the artists, buy their music. Don't just stream it. We'll leave you with Jessica Ray and Sunshine Baby, the title track from her seventh full-length album and her second with backing band The Ramshackle Parade. Stay safe and well, everyone. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time. I can feel the storm is coming. I can hear the rain fall down. I can see your eyes all crying Wishing that your day would turn around I can see a red moon rising I can hear the stars burning bright And I can see your arms wide open Ready for a change to All things change